Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fire Talk podcast. Uh, we don't have Matt today. Matt's going to be doing some studying for his midterms, but today we got me and Chase, and we're going to be uh, recapping this Giant series, previewing the Pirates series, and just going over a couple subtopics that we're interested in. So, Chase, I just kind of want to ask you, what are your general thoughts on this Giant series? What did you think about it? Who stood out to you, and who was the biggest letdown in this series? You know what? We played really solid baseball. The pitching was great until the last game. It kind of sucked that Musgrove struggled. But, you know, Darvish, 12 strikeouts, you know. Sure, he ended the game with the bases loaded, and Tim Hill came in and barely scraped by by, like, probably, like, less than a few inches of a grand slam, and it ended up being a fly ball. So got to go you, Darvish. Anytime you have a 12K outing from your starting pitching, you should probably win that game, and we did. So I'm going to go Darvish as a standout. And the disappointment, I'm going to go Hosmer. He hasn't really done anything. I know he was kind of – he got a single and stole base. I mean, he's just kind of been there. Now you can go our catching position just because we really haven't gotten any production out of the bats from our catchers. Nola just got back, and I think he only started one game. So you can go either way with those. Yeah, I completely agree with you with that Darvish uh, being the standout. He had such an amazing game. And, yeah, he did leave with the bases loaded. Tim Hill saved them. Chase, I like how you hate Tim Hill, and I like Tim Hill so much. It's so funny because he he always comes in in, like, high-leverage situations, and he either blows it significantly or, like, he gets really lucky and he saves it. But it's so funny. I don't know. I, I like Tim Hill a lot. Um, my biggest, like, my standout for me would be Jerickson Profar. He had a pretty good series. I think he hit his first home run in this series. And how about that catch that he made yesterday out in right field in the first inning? You know, Jerkson has kind of showed to be like when he was a top prospect with the Rangers and the A's and all that stuff was going on and he wasn't really panning out. I feel like it was just because they wanted him to be the superstar. And that's just not the type of player Jerkson is. He's kind of like our role player. And with his contract and everything that's going down, it's like he's becoming an everyday player for us. He's played right. He's played left. He's played first. He's played second. So that's definitely really good to see from Jerkson, but yeah, you you was absolutely phenomenal in his outing, and you've kind of been the one constant that's been giving us six or seven innings each each outing. So that's been really big. Darvish has probably been our biggest acquisition so far, and we'll get into that later. Yeah, in terms of the biggest disappointment, I can't really think of anybody else but the catching position, like Caratini and Nola. Nola gets a little bit of a flyer because he's kind of been out, and he's kind of been uh, you know rehabbing, and he's. Getting getting under yourself in terms of being at the plate, it's like takes a little bit. But Caratini, other than like that Dodger series where he was really really clutch, he's kind of been uh, struggling at the plate. And not that long ago, we made a video on why Caratini should be the starting catcher. I mean, we have a we have a claim defensively, but offensively, it's kind of hard to back it up. But in terms of this. Um, Giants and Padres series. We do have another series coming up against them. So Chase, do like right now we're split with the Giants. What do you think? What do you expect in the next series against the Giants? I expect to take two out of three again. I mean, we kind of need to. The race right now is really close. The Giants are in first. I think we're half a game back from the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are half a game back from the Giants. So like. We need to win these games, you know, cement ourselves in the standings. We can't continue to lose these series against the teams that are higher in the division. We know by the end of the season, you know, the Giants are probably not going to be where they are right now. But we can't lose these series to the Giants or like any 
rivals in our division because it just lowers us down significantly in the standings. So every time we play an interdivisional rival, we got to win. Yeah, I was pretty happy seeing that we took the series. I definitely wanted the sweep. I thought the sweep was realistic. And I was going to ask you, were you pretty content with just taking the series or did you think a sweep was necessary? I wanted the sweep because then we would be in first place and we could, you know, be like, ha, Dodgers, you know what? We're probably way more banged up than you and we're in first place. So you can't really keep calling us, you know, oh, you know, we're more banged up than you, man. We have a lot of pitchers on the IL right now, you know. So I really wanted it just for bragging rights, but, you know, you know, I am fine with taking the series. You know, if you can win two out of three series in a week, you know, you're doing a really good job. So. Yeah, and, and we've kind of been playing some pretty good baseball, in my opinion. I mean, other than this past game on Sunday, the other games where we played some really good baseball, Fernando didn't even really hit that well, and we're still putting up a lot of runs. So that was really good to see. You know, the offense is starting to come around, and we we kind of attributed it to finally being some consistency in the lineup where you see Trent and Grish, or Trent and Grish, Trent and Fernando are kind of like flip-flopping one and two. And then from then on, you have consistently with like Manny next, Hosmer next and it's very good to see because now we're starting to see like the potential of this Padres offense but so far throughout what you have seen do you think this offense has kind of like even scratched the ceiling of what they can be no I think we our offense can be way better than it should be you know normally we have a lot of guys getting on base going deep into counts walking and then we already lead the majors in stolen bases and we can probably just run away with that if they continue playing the ball that they do but we haven't seen the power from, you know, Manny or Myers or Pham or, you know, sometimes Profar because Profar can get on his streaks where he hits a few home runs. Even Haas hasn't – I don't remember the last time Haas hit a home run except for at the beginning of the season. Uh, we have Nola back, so, you know, there's more power there, more versatility and where we can place him and bat, you know. We've had a lot of guys, you know, in and out of games with Pham and Myers kind of just being banged up with injuries. So I think our offense is only like at the surface where they should be, but not at their ceiling yet. Yesterday we had four hits and the Giants had four hits, but the difference was they had six runs. We had one. So it's like, we're not really supplying a lot. Like we don't really have a lot of power at the plate right now, other than Fernando, but all of Fernando's jacks are like, they're solo shots. Like no one's getting on for him. And that's why, like, you know, you can make a case for putting him third so that way there can be runners on when he hits jacks. But he seems more comfortable in that one-two position. So, you know, obviously you want to get your best hitter the most amount of at-bats, and I think that's working really well right now for Fernando. But, you know, getting runners on and getting them in, whether it be through manufacturing runs or just hitting some bombs, I'd like to see them hit for more power because we have a lot of power throughout this lineup, and I think it's going to be important for us to, like, like when we play teams like the Dodgers, when you know they have Bellinger and everyone ready, it's going to be important for us to hit some bombs, hit some home runs because that could completely shift the momentum of the game. Uh, but Chase, do you kind of have anything you want to talk about, or you know, any, any thoughts about this series that you think are important? The stolen bases kind of manufacture runs. We've seen it in the last couple series. If the Padres get on, they need to you know play aggressive baseball. You know, hit and run, stolen bases because it works. You know, sometimes that one stolen base or that one hit and run, you know, it starts a big inning. I think uh, during the Dodgers series, they had a hit and run going and it just catapulted them into like a scoring frenzy. Or it may have been the series before the Giants. But, you know, those little things get the team going because it feels like a small victory. And now you're in scoring position. 
you know, you didn't sacrifice a bunt or sacrifice an out, and then the next guy can just drive you in. So if we can't hit for power, we need to play small ball, you know, hit and runs, steals, you know, maybe some bunts. I'm not the biggest advocate for a bunt because it's just like giving the other team an out. It's just kind of boring. I'm all for aggressive baseball, but I hate punting. It's acceptable in the right situation, but most of the time, don't do it. You know, and just really focus on gap-to-gap hitting. You know, we haven't hit a lot out of the parks, but the doubles and triples that we've got have been really clutch from our players. Yeah, I think that's kind of been what we've been seeing so far, a lot of gap-to-gap hitting. So I completely agree. This offense hasn't really scratched the ceiling of what they can be yet. I think maybe we're starting to see glimpses of it, and that's going to be an electric offense. You know, when you have Fernando, I think the most important thing is if you have Fernando and Manny on at the same time, we haven't really even seen that yet. Like even last season, Fernando played MVP baseball through the first half, and then he kind of died out and went into a slump, and then Manny played MVP baseball. So it's like if we can get them together along with Hosmer, you know, hitting still over 290, 300, and then you got Myers who can constantly hit for power, Trent Grisham who can always get on. Jake needs to get out of his slump, but we know that's going to happen because Jake's always been that kind of guy that he's going to get on a lot and he's going to score a lot of runs for you. When this offense gets clicking, it's going to be probably the most dangerous offense in all of baseball. I mean, you can you can make an argument for the Dodgers with Bellinger, Betts, Seager, Turner, and all those guys, but I truly think this offense could be the best offense in baseball, and it's going to be really exciting to see when they reach their potential. But other than that, Anything else you got, Chase? I'm, I'm good with this with this recap. Yeah, I'm good. Let's move on to the next topic. All right. So the next topic that Chase and I Cohen wanted to talk about was um, what was it, Chase? I forgot. The Pirates review. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So the next topic that Chase and I wanted to talk about was just this whole Pirates preview. And I think the most important topic that's kind of all on our heads is this whole pitching situation. It is, I don't really remember seeing anything like this where you don't have a single pitcher ready except for, what? who is it, Miguel Diaz? Um, who, you know, maybe some of you guys have heard of, but he did. He made a couple appearances in 2017, 2018, 2019. He was a Rule 5 draft pick. I'm pretty sure he pitched after Chris Paddock got sent down in his rookie year. I'm pretty sure he pitched. Um, but Chase, what what do you make of this whole situation, like, what do you think is up with this whole pitching staff? Lamette, Weathers, Gore, like what, what, why Diaz? I honestly don't know why Diaz. I know he could be a good spot start. Maybe he's shown some stuff at the alternate site. You know, he has a high velocity fastball. He has a pretty good wipeout slider. And I think he has a changeup. I'm not too sure on that. But, you know, he's shown glimpses from like the times in 2017, 2018, 2019 that he can be a really solid pitcher when he's on. But the problem is that he's very inconsistent. Like he'll either like strike out the side or he'll walk three and then, you know, give up a double and it's basically clearing. It's he's very inconsistent. He's either like, I'm going to like throw this unhittable fastball, unhittable slider, or he's very vulnerable. It's There's really no in between. So maybe they've seen something, but you know, there's a lot of other pitchers that probably could have gotten that spot start. I don't know why they went with Miguel Diaz. You know, you can finally throw in Mackenzie Gore. You have a good reason to bring him up and nothing yet. Though we have nobody starting tomorrow, so I don't know what the Padres are going to do there. 
Uh, and then we got Darvish on Thursday. So, you know, hopefully we see Gore either this week or, you know, sometime soon during the season. I don't know why they keep pulling him down. You know, he's your top prospect. You got to have some faith in him to adjust at the major league level. Yeah, I brought it up before we started recording. I, I It's super weird to see Miguel Diaz is going to make a start. And I think uh, before we came on, we were talking to Matt, and I think he brought he said it best that if you can get – four or five innings out of Diaz with like three earned runs, that's a W because we don't really expect this guy to go out there and throw 9,900 miles per hour with a seven inning shutout or anything. That's not, that's not what he's going to do. got to be realistic. So um, I think something I brought up too was that I wanted, or I was hoping that maybe Nabil Chrismat would make the start. He's a reliever, but a long reliever. We saw him throw 85 pitches in the in the Pirates series. So maybe he make a start, go three or four innings, and then very weird to hear me say, anyone who's been listening for a while knows this is weird, stam and go two, three innings. And that gives you a solid six, seven innings out of your, you know, long relievers. And then you have the rest of the bullpen do the rest. And obviously we're not expecting a shutout, but maybe three, four runs would also do the trick for that. But in terms of gore, What's like, there's so many questions that can be asked. What's taking so long? And I think for me, the only reason that, you know, maybe it's not the right time to bring him up is if he's having control issues or just mentally he's not there because, you know, baseball is very hard to play when you're not like mentally right, when you're not mentally confident in yourself. And especially for a rookie who's never played in the bigs. But at the same time, there's only one way to get ready for the bigs. You got to throw you got to pitch, you know, you got to get out there and, and test the waters, I guess, you know, go, go four innings, go five innings, see what you got. You're a top, you know, he's a top prospect. So I, I, I'm not expecting greatness out of the gate and I don't think anyone is. So hopefully we can see him make a start here soon within the next week. That'd be really good to see, especially because we've all been waiting for so long. And whenever, whenever like situations like this have arose where we don't really have a starter set, the first, the first thing that comes to everyone's mind is, okay, Gore, because he's been our top prospect for so long. We've been waiting for so long. So hopefully that that all comes to uh, fruition, and we get to see Mackenzie Gore for the first time in Major League action. So, uh, Chase, I want to ask you, who's going to be your standout? Who's going to be you know, like the guy who keeps it up? And uh, who do you expect to kind of bounce back? Oh, my standout? I want to go Ha Young Kim. You know, he started to – do a lot better in this last series not against the Giants the one before that and you know he kind of didn't get a start this series so I was hoping you know they let him you know get two maybe three games against the Bucks and you know let Cronenworth sit maybe pinch it you know try to work his way out of a slump and the player that I expect to stay hot is Grish. Grish has just been tearing the cover off the ball he's always getting on base he's done a great job just ever since he's gotten back from the IL he's just been hitting non-stop and the one that I want to improve is probably either Myers or Pham. I'm giving them one last chance. Myers has been in a slump a little bit more than Pham. Pham just hasn't been starting because of his lingering calf injury. I'm expecting Myers to be the same with his knee. And maybe that's why he's slumping. But uh, I want one of them two to bounce back in a major way. Because if they can keep going, man, this offense is just going to keep climbing up. I think for my, like my breakout candidate because he's been in such a slump and every time we've kind of done this I've always chosen him because I don't know why he's just always so good but 
to break out again, I'm going to go with Jake Cronenworth. He's kind of been in a slump, and I I always go with Cronenworth. I always go with him. It never fails, so hopefully it doesn't fail this time. But uh, I fully expect him to, like, kind of bounce back, you know, hopefully get some singles, get some doubles in there, just, just get on, be the kind of player that we know that he can be, um, like, put himself in scoring position, just, I don't know, he doesn't really steal bases. But, yeah, that's going to be my breakout, some guy that uh, I expect to keep it up. I'm going to go with. You know what? Yeah, I think I'm probably going to go with Grisham, too. If I didn't go with Grisham, I'd probably go with Fernando. He kind of didn't do great at the plate, but he's definitely, like, a lot better than what we saw at the beginning of the season. So I'm going to go with Fernando to keep it up. And then, um, yeah, we kind of need Will Myers to improve because, like, he has such a big presence in the lineup where he's always hitting with runners in scoring position. And we saw throughout maybe the – Dodgers series, he didn't, he wasn't very hot. And then this Giants series, he came up and he hit a ground ball to the pitcher with runners in scoring position. I'm pretty sure it was this Giants series that he did that. So that's something that, you know, hopefully Will figures out because he's kind of been in a slump like Jake Cronenworth. But Will's kind of like a big power hitter in our lineup who supplies a lot of runs. Like he he gives a lot of run support. He's either hitting bombs or striking out or hitting little ground balls or something. So hopefully Will breaks out again. Uh, that's going to be something that we're all going to be like keeping an eye on because he's such a big a big piece to our offense, especially in that middle of the lineup. Um, but Chase, is there anything you want to talk about in terms of this Pirate series? I think if if I was to ask you who other than Diaz, who do you think is going to make these next couple starts? It's very hard for anyone to predict. Who would you say would be those guys? I think Pedro Avila can make a start. I want to say Gore, but I don't know why the Padres are so hesitant of bringing him up. Maybe it's something that we don't know. Maybe Reggie Lawson, uh, probably a few other guys that we don't know. You know, other than the top prospects, there's probably going to be a guy that comes up from, you know, AA, AAA, the alternate site that we don't know is there and makes a spot start. So it's really hard to predict what the Padres will do because sometimes, you know, they usually go away from like, hey, you stop prospect has been performing but this guy's been in the minors a little bit longer let's give him a shot let's see how he does so it's really hard to predict but i really would rather see pedro avila or mckenzie gore out there maybe reggie lawson if he's ready up and up to the challenge but just those three yeah i like that you bring up pedro avila um he did make a start in fernando's rookie year it was 2019 he did make a start and it wasn't bad i think he went like four innings maybe two three earned runs. I don't really remember. It was against the Diamondbacks, but he didn't have a bad outing. He kept us in a position to win the game. And I think that's what we're, we're kind of going to be asking from these next couple of guys to make these starts. You don't have to be a superstar. You just need to keep us in a position to win a game. Um, and especially against the Pirates, who aren't the best team in baseball. Um, unfortunately, we did tie the last series against them. I believe it was a four-game series. We went two and two. The bats weren't really alive in those series. Uh, but now our bats are starting to come around. So now we're just asking for the pitchers. Again, they don't have to be superstars. They don't have to give us, you know, six or seven shutout innings or one-run innings. They just got to give us four or five manageable innings, which is what we'd all, we'd all like to see from them. I guess if I had to make a guess, well, there's really no other option. You should bring up Gore. I mean, there's, I, I don't think there's another option other than Avila, so – I'm expecting Avila and Gore too, maybe. And maybe we see like kind of like a bullpen day where, where I mentioned like Chris, Matt, and Stammen, long relievers. I don't think that'd be a bad idea either, but there's definitely a lot of questions regarding this pitching staff. And I think the answer that we all want is Mackenzie Gore. So hopefully that answer comes to fruition. 
So, Chase, what do you think we go this series? Do you think we sweep 2-1? Do you think we lose? What do you think? I want to say we at least go uh, 2-1, if not sweep. It's the Pirates. You know, they play some good baseball every now and again, but hopefully we catch them at a bad time and we can just continue our winning streak. You know, we're 6-3 and three in the last nine games. And, you know, that was playing some really tough baseball teams. You know, But the Padres kind of have been playing to the level of their opponents. So I'm kind of scared that we might lose two if we do kind of, you know, slow down a bit. But I'm expecting at least two out of three. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the reverse jinx. Reverse jinx for the win. We're either going to get swept or we're going to lose one, two. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I think this is going to be a good series for us. Hopefully this is a series where we see the bats really come alive and uh, we see the offense really, like, reach their ceiling because I think we all want to see that, especially in a, in a series where the pitching is so, like, questionable. We're going to need the offense to really carry us through this series. So this next topic we're going to be talking about is who do, who we think should be the fifth starter in the rotation. Because right now, obviously, the ones that are set in are Darvish, uh, Snell, and Musgrove. But after that, it's a little rocky. And we know that if Lamette, if Lamette is healthy, big if, because we really don't know what's going on with Lamette when that whole injury stuff went down. I think the first thing that came to everyone's mind was Tommy John. So hopefully he's healthy. And then we got Ryan Weathers and Chris Paddock, too, who are starters. So I think for me, if I had to go with the fifth starter, it would probably be Weathers. Just because when you look at the whole rotation, you got Darvish, who's been our guy. Like, he's been a rock. He goes seven innings each time, or at least six and two-thirds, six and a third. He gives the bullpen a lot of rest. So Darvish has been our guy. And then you got Snell. You're not going to put Snell anywhere else. Uh, he's going to be our number two starter. He's going to be number two in the rotation. And, uh, you know, right now he's been pretty meh, as we talked about before the – before the uh, before we started recording, he's been pretty meh. And um, Musgrove, that's no no, Joe. He's gonna probably gonna stay locked into three or four. But there's a possibility that you see Lamette slide into that third spot, and then you see Musgrove go down. And I don't know how that would happen. Maybe that happened next week, or you know, because Joe Musgrove really wasn't supposed to start on Sunday, and I think that left they left that slot open so that way they can slide Lamette in there and put Musgrove as their fourth starter. So really, what that leaves is Ryan Weathers and Chris Paddock. And we talk about I talked about Lamette and his injury issues already, but Chase, I mean, I feel like we all know this obvious answer. <laughs> who would you rather who would you rather be that fifth starter? And is there anyone else that you think could be a fifth starter? Uh, I will die on this hill. I think Gore Weather should be the fifth starter. And it should be a Gore Weathers five six spot. Like six man rotation have either Gore at five and Weathers at six, and Paddock needs to be in the bullpen. I think Paddock would be a really solid bullpen piece, and then he can go those long-term innings when, you know, he might be able to piggyback off like a Snell outing since he really only goes five, maybe five and a third innings, and Joe sometimes does that too. You know, you put it there, you know, eat up two to three innings, then the bullpen doesn't get killed as much as it does. And I'd much rather have a couple more lefties in the lineup than another righty because with Lamette back, you know, it's – you got Darvish, you've got Musgrove, and then you have Lamette, and then you throw Paddock in there. You only have one lefty in there. And, you know, chances are your lefty is going to give you a better outing than, you know, Paddock at number five. So much rather see what Weathers can do for a full season than if not Gore because he's been our top pitching prospect. I think he's ready. 
never know how he's going to do until, you know, he actually comes up to the major leagues and performs. And when he does, you just hope that he can adjust to the major league level, you know, in his next few starts after that. So, unfortunately, we saw Ryan Weathers come out really, really early. I think it was after 18 pitches in his outing against Arizona. So, hopefully, he's okay. I think the reports were dead arm. Last time he had dead arm, he was out for a little while. But hopefully, he's all right. And I think he should be our fifth starter. I think he's earned that role. Um, he's done really well against the Dodgers in his in his even in his like like his long reliever outings where he's thrown like three innings, two innings. He's looked really good. So I can't really remember a time that Ryan Weathers has looked bad yet. Uh, maybe there's some times where his command is a little off, but we don't really expect like he's still very young. He still has a lot of time to get that down. Um, but I completely agree with you, Chase. Ryan Weathers and Mackenzie Gore should be battling out for that fifth spot. Um, so that that brings in my question. Other than the bullpen. In which it, it seems like he's going to be destined for the bullpen because I do think he can also be a good bullpen piece, maybe be one of those long relievers because he only has two pitches. But do you maybe think Chris Paddock is too valuable to give up right now? Because I don't really think we can get enough for him. Whereas if we put him in the bullpen, he ends up being one of the best bullpen pieces in baseball. Not only do we reap the benefits, but maybe, maybe there's a potential trade possibility. So, my question is, do you think he's a little too valuable to our team to trade, which I don't think he is at all? Um, but I want to get your, your opinions on that. I would say not right now. But if he does go to the bullpen piece and thrive out of there, you know, as maybe like, hey, I can give you two solid innings or, you know what, if I can come into the eighth inning and shut it down the eighth inning with upper 90s fastballs, which we've seen him have throughout a full game, you know, it's kind of been iffy on his – velocity this year but if he can do that and just have his change up the way that it is and be six on the bullpen roll it increases his value a lot more than if we just let him continue to start and just him getting rocked every time like sure you can say he's been unlucky which he has with some defensive errors behind him but you know it's still hard to watch a guy go out there for five innings and give up three or more earned runs each time it just kind of decreases his value if you just let him continue doing that yeah, and I think the thing I don't really like about Chris Paddock, and I mean, I like that if he was our fourth or fifth starter, I'll take like five innings or six innings and two or three earned runs. But that's not really the case. It seems like when he gets to that sixth inning, he gets rocked. And Chris Paddock, in his in his rookie season, he had so much potential, and I think we were all really excited to see that he could potentially be our ace. But ever since that whole thing happened, he's kind of been the odd man out because now you got you Darvish, who's – Obviously, he's he's going to be locked in. Snell's locked in. Musgrove's locked in. And Lamette's going to be locked in. So now you kind of got this battle between Weathers, Gore, and Paddock. Weathers has looked lights out. Weathers has looked really good. Gore is the top prospect. And then you got Chris Paddock, who, who he has okay outing sometimes. But more often than not, we go – we have the thought after a Chris Paddock outing, like, oh, my God, like, he did it again or – or like, oh, man, Chris Paddock is on the bump today. I've been the biggest Paddock backer. Like, I really love Chris Paddock. I'm all for Chris Paddock. But it's really hard to just watch him go out there and, like, maybe throw a good first inning, gets rocked the second inning, bounces back the third inning, done by the fourth inning. That's really frustrating to see. That's not what we need, especially because our bullpen has been, I think, the most used in baseball, if not top five for sure. But, yeah, Chris Paddock is – 
it's kind of hard to tell what what lies in his future. Hopefully, you know, he's still with our organization. I wish him the best. Like, I want him to be, you know, whether that's as a starter, as a bullpen piece, I want him to be really good for us. But it's kind of hard to see him flourishing as a starter right now, especially because there's so many good options in our organization. He could probably start for another organization, no problem. But with us, there's so many, so much upside and so much consistency that he's not providing. So I think for the fifth starter, you definitely have to go Weathers and Gore. But is there anything else you kind of want to talk about for this? Maybe another option that you want to bring up? Uh, not necessarily another option, but what I do think or what I just want to say is if Paddock does, you know, just move to the bullpen, it might be for his own good. There's been a lot of failed starters that have went to the bullpen and made a career out of it think uh, Brad Hand was one of those people. He was a starter in the Marlins organization, and then he ended up failing. And, you know, we brought him over here, and we turned him into an all-star closer. Mariano Rivera was a failed starter. Drew Pomeranz was a starter, and, you know, towards the end of his career, he wasn't that good. And guess what? He's a flourishing bullpen piece and one of our main guys. So, you know, there's hope that he can turn it around if he does go to the bullpen. And if starting doesn't work out for him, you know, hopefully he embraces that role and becomes lights out. I think kind of the upside you can think of with Chris Paddock going to the bullpen is that he really doesn't have to focus on adding a third pitch anymore. Like he can really focus on just keeping his velocity high nineties. Like we know he can, and then his changeups already pretty good. So I'd be very content with getting him in that bullpen. And I know that, you know, the Padres organization, they seem very content and they seem very set on him being a starter, but that's just, that's not really going to be a reality down the line, especially with, like we said, there's so many good arms in our organization that he's kind of the odd man out. So it's not a knock to Chris Paddock. You know, that just speaks to the talent levels on our team. Um, but if we can get him in the bullpen, he can focus on keeping his velocity high and really like, you know, getting maybe a little more movement on his changeup and focus on location because we see that he misses a lot with his fastball. And when he misses with his fastball is when he's getting rocked. So, you know, like you mentioned, there's been a lot of guys that have made careers out of the bullpen. And if you add Chris Paddock to the bullpen and he's a solid bullpen piece, then, you know, that only that that only adds to the talent pool that we already have. And that could very well make us the best bullpen in baseball. And we already are one of, if not the best bullpen in baseball. But if you can add to that, that's even better. But I think that's all I got. Chase, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, that was it. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe. And uh, hopefully the Padres come out of this series with a W against the Pirates. And we'll talk to you guys soon.